Welcome to the seventh episode of the third season of Breadcrumbs, the youth ministry podcast at Bread of Life Church. I'm Will Tai, the youth minister, and our theme this season is where God has taken me, my spiritual journey. The fact is that life is a journey, peaks and valleys in our spiritual lives, our relationship with Christ is no exception. It's often by virtue of the journey itself that we grow and draw near to our God and Savior. This season will take a biographic look at various Jesus followers. And as we learn who they are and what they've experienced, we will catch a glimpse of the Good Shepherd leading them along the path of faith. It is our hope that God's presence in their stories will give you a clear vision of God's presence in yours. In this episode, we will be talking to John Shick Lee, who is our uh, youth summer camp speaker. Uh, coming up in just a week. Uh, We'll learn about uh, just his background and just how he came to faith and why he is where he is today. With that, let's hear from John. Thanks, John, uh, for taking the time to meet with me and uh, just be able to be on this podcast. Yeah, we're looking forward to you as our YC speaker this year. And yeah, we'd love to just hear kind of your story and just a bit of background of your life so that when YC comes, uh, the students will have a little bit of a better uh, perspective uh, of who you are. And so welcome, John. First question, can you give us a little bit of your backstory, you know, kind of like where you were born, how you grew up? Sure. Uh, my name is John. You guys probably see, but my middle name is Shik, which is always throws people off. Um, they always ask if that's my real middle name. It is my real middle name. I started using that middle name because um, there's a lot of John Lees out there. Yeah. <laughs> At UCLA, I was rooming with another John Lee. Oh, wow. It really confusing. And so I had to use my middle name. So a lot of people will refer to me just easily just as Shik or Pastor mm-hmm. Shik. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my, middle, that's my middle name, I guess, just to get that out of the way. I grew up in LA and people ask like, oh yeah, where in LA? And I say, literally every part of LA, like, I grew up, I was born in uh, City of Angels Hospital in LA mm-hmm. and uh, grew up in Hancock Park. Uh, moved to Glendale when I was in uh, third grade. Uh, grew up there for the most of my life. I went to school in Moccasena. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, after I went to UCLA, obviously I lived in Westwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family moved out to the valley. Uh, so I you know, was there for the valley. And then in seminary, I went to, you know, Talbot and in La Mirada, and I was like, finally out of LA, but it turns out La Mirada is part of LA. <laughs> so, yeah, grew up in LA, and that's kind of everything, you know, about me is LA. I'm wearing an LA hat, I'm CBQ, people look and see. I'm a Laker boy, I'm a Dodger boy, and I'm a Bruin. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'm from LA, and uh, I didn't really think that meant much until I was asked to guest preach at a church in Boston a couple years back. And I went, and uh, one of the feedbacks that I got was, oh, that fool is so L.A. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? I didn't wear anything, you know. I didn't wear my Dodger hat or anything like that. And they're like, no, you just talk so slow. <laughs> like, oh, is that what it means to be L.A.? So, yeah, that's me. I'm L.A. Kind of how I grew up. I guess my family story, it's a little different, but it's not too different, you know. My, my parents split when I was young. Mm-hmm. you know my dad left when I was a young kid and a lot of people will ask you know they hear that and the first question is like oh 
when? And my answer is, I was like, I don't know, because I was that young. I know it's after my younger brother was born, so I have a younger brother. My younger brother is two years younger than I am. So I was, you know, probably, he left probably before I was five. And I grew up with my mom. And I shared that because it is integral to, to how I came to the faith, you know, later on. Mm. And just how God really worked through really horrible and messy situations like that, you know. Mm. Growing up, I never would have seen it. But now, as I look back, I'm like, man, you know, God turned something really nasty and messy into you know, we're in the process of making it beautiful, you know. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I will definitely get into that a little more if you're comfortable with that. But I guess before we get into kind of the more faith questions, uh, maybe from your perspective, how did we meet? And, you yeah. know, what, what was your impression of me in college? <laughs> so funny. I was like thinking about these questions yesterday, and I was walking around my uh, kitchen, and my wife saw me smiling. And she was like, why are you smiling? And I was like, I didn't want to say, and it's like kind of hard to explain. She was like, why are you smiling? It's so funny. I was like, no, one of the questions Will asked me to think about was how I met him. And to be honest, I don't really remember. I, maybe you do, but I, I, this is what I told her. I was like, I remember Will played basketball. He was really good, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> because... I was like, because he has like a, the stature of an old man. <laughs> That's what I told him. <laughs> I remember being like, what the heck? This guy's pretty good. Um, but that, yeah, I remember that. And I just remember basketball. I remember Calvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some of your friends and a lot of basketball. And, and I just like, yeah, I'll follow you on Facebook. And then recently I. It was like two years ago, I reached out to see where you were, you know, what you were doing. And yeah. Like, Man, you're at Calvin. It's awesome. So, it's my first impression of you, obviously, you know, wish it could be better, but that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I got. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my memory, too. Like, we just, we kind of just met playing basketball at Wooden Center and just, I think we just saw each other so much. It was like, oh, might as well get to know each other at least a little bit and um yeah john john was a john was a shooter he, he he's got he's got a sweet shot um i would say this though like you, you it it was very like it, it didn't surprise me that you were a christian you know like because <laughs> when i saw you play it's like oh this guy is like you know handles himself very well you know like he's not you know you know he's not obnoxious he's not like you know cursing up a storm or anything it's like it's a very like even just watching you from like a setting like on the basketball court it's like i was very like when i think about it, like man like of course he was a christian you know it's like it's a, it's a compliment i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah uh, thanks uh i've yeah I don't, it, it wasn't always like that and even <laughs> if, you, if you talk to my college uh friends they i used to not say as you like maybe to other people I'm okay but then like to them I'm not as nice and so that's not yeah we'll get into that later <laughs> but um yeah cool uh yeah as you grew up what was your faith journey how did you become a Christian you know what were the kind of bigger moments maybe in your life yeah 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 I mentioned earlier my dad left when I was young I don't, 
there's a long way to frame it and I'll try to keep it short, but yeah, a couple of years back I was, um, I was in therapy, you know, um, I was seeing a therapist and he made me like track like moments in my life or something like that. Mm. Memories I had that really particularly stood out. And, you know, as I was sharing those moments to him, I strongly felt God's presence in my life as a father figure. Mm. You know, like there's so many words and titles and names for God in the Bible, right? And when I was just relaying to the therapist, just these moments that just stuck out in my life, these memories, you know, like, I don't remember when my dad left, but I have a memory like of when I was like three, you know, and it's like, why, sh- why do I have that memory, but not mm-hmm. a memory of when my dad left. And in those moments, it's like, when I look back, it's like, oh man, like God was present in my life in, those, in that time as a father, you know? And so when I look back on my life, yeah, there's so many moments where I was like, dude, what the heck? Like, with my family being this way. But, you know, I, I look back on it and it's like, God is still so good. And it's 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 difficult for me to say this. And I obviously maybe haven't processed it entirely through, but I want to say it gently. And it's that, like, I don't know if my faith would be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the same if that paternal father was around, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could relate to God in, in the manner that I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like the like eagle or the bird's eye view of just kind of where I'm at in terms of my faith, you know. But yeah, I mean, like probably typical Asian, good good boy story, you know. Like you go to church following your your parents, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're good for those three hours, but you know. <laughs> during the week you're you know messing around and not being the best of kids you're a christian because your mom's a christian or your dad's mm-hmm. a christian i actually got saved right before i went to ucla mm-hmm. the summer before mm-hmm. um and when i say saved i met my as my own personal savior i accepted christ um and i remember that moment vividly and yeah it was god as father his love for me as a father that's how unconditional it was that summer right before ucla College is a mess, you know. You go to college and all of a sudden you're like, what are all these temptations, you know? <laughs> and so that first year was really, like, interesting. Um, but the second year, I got to live with my small group leader, which was, like, amazing. And again, God, that's Father, you know. Like, he sent someone into my life who was older than me, who really showed me, like, what it meant to be a godly man. Mm. And I got to live with him for two years. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of kind of how I came to the faith and how I grew up in the faith, I guess, and taking it a little more seriously. So then, yeah, it sounds like clearly that you grew in college. And then, so, or at, at what point did you think that you would, you know, go to seminary and um, right. want to become a pastor? Yeah, so like first year of college, I was like, <laughs> not doing well. <laughs> I was a Christian, you know, I was saved, but, you know, like, figuring it out. And uh, second year, I was, uh, yeah, I was part of CCM, Crossroads Campus Ministry. Uh, didn't really go to anything first year. Second year, I needed a place to stay. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, you did you live on the campus? Yeah, uh, first two years, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know there was a separate application for dorming. <laughs> so I didn't fill it out. Oh. And so I couldn't get housing. Oh. first year so i lived off campus 
I lived in the apartments, and if you don't get first year housing, you're not guaranteed. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So even second year, like last minute, like I was like, dude, I don't think I'm gonna get housing on campus. I need to find a roommate. So mm. I fuck up later. You know, like I got to live with him, which you know, I look back, it's like, oh man, that's a miracle that happened. Um, but mm. yeah, how I got called into ministry is like, yeah, I start falling in love with the Bible, God's word, my second year, like really loving it and reading it, and and really being involved. And, my friends became friends that were Christian, you know, and uh, the end of my third year, midway through my third year, my smuggler leader, Josh Lynn, he uh, asked to meet with me and I met with him. You know, privately, I was having like, man, it would be neat to go to seminary. You know, mm-hmm. like pastoral ministry was not even in the question, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, I would love to just study God's word, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that was privately. I felt, and the reason why I say it privately is because, like, I didn't feel like good enough to say that I sh- I wanted to go to seminary, just because, like, yeah, I just was like, why? Well, I don't think I'm the type of person that should go to seminary. Maybe you will, but not me. No, you know? no, no, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and so privately, I was like, man, that'd be neat, but you know, I'm too embarrassed to say it out loud. Really. Mm-hmm. And then my smuggler leader was like, hey, John, like, I've been praying over you and really want to, if this is something on your radar, I want to affirm God's calling on your life to go into mm-hmm. ministry. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? <laughs> and so, yeah, I took that, you know, as, you know, a sign. And initially, I went into seminary, yeah, not to get into pastoral ministry, but to, to get into scholarship, um, to get into academics. Mm. and um, yeah just to teach pretty much at a seminary pursue higher education mm. but uh yeah my first day in class i remember saying that i'm like oh no there's no way i can compete with some of these guys <laughs> like what is this like how do they know all these things already yeah these white guys man like, oh. and so <laughs> but you know it happened my youth pastor was at a church in orange county he found out that i was going to tell it called me Mm-hmm. offered me an internship oh, nice. i went yeah and i i took it up and he left in six months mm-hmm. and i was like what the heck and mm-hmm. so he was like you you're the youth pastor now i was like this is insane <laughs> i didn't even want to do pastoral ministry but yeah while i was serving i was like oh this is where i want to be mm-hmm. you know like this is where i want to be building relationships and really you know pointing students to the class and mercy and grace found there and yeah just helping to you know feel known and, and love i've been doing it for a while now yeah <laughs> so wait that was was that right after college or yeah that was 2010 dude oh wow so, okay yeah uh, fall 2010 mm-hmm. um i think i started at that church like in october so like right oh, after wow. that started yeah yeah and then so so you were basically a youth pastor for how long a youth pastor until like three years ago oh, okay so yeah like seven years six years six years mm-hmm. well i don't know not just not my strong suit so um yeah i was a youth pastor for a long time mm-hmm. and then so then after that the current position you have how, how did that come about yeah so our church is kind of structured differently well it's not differently but yeah we're a, a multi-site church Mm-hmm. And so we had a campus at Brea and Irvine. So I was a youth pastor at Brea for what, six years, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of felt like, oh, we needed to start a college ministry. But there wasn't enough students for me to solely do that. 
Um, so they transitioned me down to our Irvine campus to help out as the associate pastor or something at our mm-hmm. Irvine campus. Mm-hmm. And then um, COVID hit. <laughs> and so we shut down both campuses and we kind of consolidated in the middle in Orange. Mm-hmm. And so now my specific thing is we call it 242. Uh, it's a ministry name and ages. It's 18 through 30. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so we don't, we hesitate calling it like college ministry because yeah. there's a couple, we have more than a fair share of young adults, you know, mm-hmm. post grad students and stuff. And so kind of trying to figure that out. Like COVID kind of threw everyone in a loop. And as we come out of it, trying to figure out, like, okay, how are we going to best kind of minister to our group here? Uh, what's the best way to do it? But currently, that's kind of where I'm at, 18 to 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, how has COVID been for you guys' church? Dude, um, for our church? I don't know. <laughs> like, probably not too great. You know, for our ministry, though, like, I'm only going to share positives. You know? <laughs> and uh, one positive is, like, you know, a lot of people are scared to say it, you know, because COVID has been, like, really horrible. But a lot of the people that I talked to are also very thankful for the past year because it revealed to them a lot of things and it got them to kind of slow down their life and prioritize certain things, you know, reshuffle things. And yeah, coming out of it, it's going to be interesting to see like, okay, now, like, what are the, where, where were you this past year? Reprioritizing your life, like what came out first, you know, and, and it'll be easy for us to see. Mm-hmm. Like we've been meeting physically and we have a good number of people coming out, you know, but we also have people that don't come out anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, what happened, you know? So that's, it's been interesting in that since COVID and that's a good thing, you know, privately for me too, you know, as a pastor, like being fully transparent, like that yeah, to slow down, it's been pretty nice, mm-hmm. you know, and to like, in the beginning of COVID, our staffers, like the two for staffers, we ask the question like, okay, so what is church? Like, if it's not meeting physically, then what is it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we had to ask questions like that. And and we really do firmly believe that answering those questions during that time is really going to help us now. Mm-hmm. All the work we put in in the past year and a half. It's not like it was a pause button. Mm-hmm. But there was like real work going on. And during that time, uh, we really believe we put in the work, really faithful to what God was doing within our group, and really do believe that we're going to see fruit coming out of it. And we have. So the other thing that, the last thing I want to share is we have a, a couple of students who, they were at our church before, um, but they just stopped coming out, you know, and they got involved with, you know, some drugs or, you know, um, partying or whatever, and, and they stopped coming out, you know, and man, during COVID, they started slowly trickling back. Mm. they had nothing else to do <laughs> like really they had nothing else to do they would straight up tell us like they would show up on our zoom call and they're like oh we have nothing to do so just came uh-huh. you know and it's like what the heck and they're like there every week mm. you know and part of our fear like part of the discussion you know in our like immaturity i guess as staffers we're like oh man if covid ends like what's gonna happen to these <laughs> you know to these to these uh, to a group like people that really like over the past year have been consistently showing up, making friendships, making relationships. What's going to happen is they show up every week. Mm. Everything that we do, even now they show up. It's mm. like insane. 
as a staff, it's like, we would have never seen those people if it wasn't for COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, we would have never seen those guys, you know? And it's insane, man. It's crazy. We have students on our calls. I remember, like, early this year, it was like, students were like, you know, I've never met you before. Like, <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's like, we've been meeting for years. Like, no, I've actually never, I've seen you. Like, yeah. I've seen your body, like, from your shoulders up. But I've never seen you physically, you know, but they're like friends, yeah. you know, and it's like, and they're like, oh, I can't wait until I can meet you physically, you know. Mm. And then once we met physically, like, yeah, I was there and it's like, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's like first time meeting, but they're friends. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's like so bizarre, but it's like, yeah, it's really cool. That is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like what you said, like how. COVID has has caused people to take a step back and in, in many cases, like think about what's most important, uh, what they really value. So uh, maybe just really briefly describe your, just your family life these days. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just had a newborn. And so, you know, I had, a, I had some time off from our church. I just wake up and I try to put our daughter down, try to let my wife rest. And um, I have, I try to watch our daughter, our newborn, like if she's crying or whatever, I'll hold her until midnight. Mm-hmm. And then um, my wife will take the worst hours, <laughs> you know, uh, 12 to pretty much, you know, she'll start waking up at midnight every two, three hours for our daughter. And we have another daughter, our older daughter. And so I watch her. She wakes up at six. And so I'll wake up at six and watch our daughter drop her off at school. And, and right now, I don't have to be at church, so you know, I'll, I'll go home and, you know, make breakfast, coffee or something, and try to give my wife some rest. But, yeah, that's kind of just the rhythm that we have now. But, um, yeah, when it comes to the, just, like, work, you know, just being in the office in the mornings, you know, I'll try to come in after I drop my daughter off at her school and come in, read, spend some time to myself in the mornings. People don't start trickling in until, like, 10, usually, so like a good hour and a half spend some time i try to stay in the office until i have to pick my daughter up which is three so mm-hmm. that's just how it is it's just my life just revolves around these two kids right <laughs> now and uh, it's touching awesome um what are, what are your uh hobbies or interesting facts oh, yeah. maybe that the students <laughs> would be uh, interested to know about you <laughs> i play basketball I love basketball. I quit, Will, for two years. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You, quit? you just didn't have time? Or are you, like, actually... Not. I started off with it. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would go back, and it's like my body would hurt so much. <laughs> I gained, like, 30 pounds since college. Oh, there. man. And so, like, my body would hurt so much. It's like, it's not worth it anymore. I'm like, I would play for two hours, and I'll spend, like, you know, four days recovering, you know. I can, like, barely get in and out of the car. And uh, so, um, but I, I started up again. So I, I've been playing. But I've been, I've been playing with, like, 40-year-olds. Oh, uh, okay, okay. 50-year-olds. <laughs> I, I feel like a god on the on the court. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, like, you know, a little younger than all of them. So, but yeah, I do that. I lift. I try to lift at home mm-hmm. when I can. Uh, I watch shows with my wife. Um, where we can sneak it in. Um, I like to read. So I try to read. I guess one random thing is 
on YouTube, I watch the camping videos, the guys who like go out into the forest and just camp. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. That's uh, cool. I hate I hate camping. <laughs> watching them, it's like, oh, I want to do it, but I know when I get out there, it's like, oh, this is the worst. I just gotta find a hotel. But that's what I do. I watch guys take a backpack, catch fish, eat it, and camp. In the nice. So it's kind of like kind of like bear grill stuff, but like more chill. Yeah, a lot more chill. Yeah. Um, there's hopefully no bears, but yeah, mostly fishing guys. Like they fish. Yeah. So they'll like go to the mountains to fish and cook their fish. And it's like something very soothing about that, you know. Nice. I'm sure like if there's any therapists out there, they'll, they'll hear it and be like, oh, that guy's just trying to cope and he wants to escape <laughs> or something, which there might be some truth to that, but I'm trying to work through it. So <laughs> uh, nice. is there uh, any book right now that is catching your attention or there's a book by Carl Truman there's a book by Carl Truman oh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> you heard of that book? Rise and Triumph yeah that yeah. one um, yeah. I just know that's the rainbow colored book uh, cover mm-hmm. uh, but apart from that I've been reading uh, I have it right here well you know there's a parenting by Paul mm-hmm. David oh, I picked okay. it up again uh, yes. and I try to read one book that's not like holy <laughs> oh i have that too yeah i have or is it i can't work with the screen it's yeah a, basketball a, love story yeah so that's what i've been doing and uh a lot of podcasts too it's a lot easier for me to listen to something than to sit and read yeah, yeah. i can you know while writing errands, i can listen to something so yeah cool yeah thanks uh what about god continues to kind of pull you towards him and makes you you know continually want to serve him and grow in him yeah yeah lately like i I just like you know i have a newborn and so like a lot of things pertain to a newborn you know and Mm. her name is zoe so i'll just use that and um there are times when i'm looking at zoe and you know know, she doesn't understand what i'm saying but i'll be whispering and praying over her and you know saying i love you so much you know i love you i love you and I swear, and you know, I'm not kind of guy, you know, but I swear I can hear God's voice. As I'm saying, I love you to my daughter. I can hear him say, I love her even more. Mm. And yeah, that makes me very like, well, you know, first of all, like aware of my own shortcomings, you know, and like, yeah, I'm not a perfect dad, you know, and like, I love her so much, but it's like, it's not even close to how much God loves her. Then I'm reminded of how much God loves everyone and how much God loves me, you know. Yeah, that's been kind of something that, like, I, I yearn to hear that over and over again. So it's been something that's been kind of sustaining me through the chaos of that, you know, month. Just, yeah, just to hear that. And, yeah, and I, I know it's weird, right? It's like, sounds kooky, you know. <laughs> and I, I swear I'm not like that. I'm not, you know, I'm like the guy who's like, you got to listen to for God's voice, you know, whatever like that. But, <laughs> I swear, I swear, man, I'm like, as I'm praying with my daughter, that's what I hear, you know, and I hear even, like, challenges, like, you think you love her? Just watch. Mm-hmm. Like, watch, how, see how much I love her. And then it's like, oh, man, God, like, you're so good. And even for myself, like, God, why isn't it, why, why is it this way? And it's like, oh, it's because I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, you think this is the way that ought to, it ought to work out for you because, you know, you love yourself so much. It's like, no, like I love you even more, and I'm in control, and I'm gonna make this happen. Watch, yeah, but it's 
a challenge for myself recently. Challenge and an encouragement, you know. Thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. yeah. That's really good. It's now time for three thoughts. My first thought is how faithful God is. That even through the struggles and challenges of life, God is faithful. And God was faithful to John and is faithful to each and every one of us. Life can be very difficult at times and friends and family may possibly leave us or we may suffer uh, in unexpected and tragic ways. But God is faithful through it all and molds us to be who he wants us to be. My second thought is that it's such a blessing uh, to have brothers and sisters in Christ to grow with. Um, for me and John, we, we weren't that close in college and we went to different fellowships, but because of our common bond in Christ, we were able to catch up on life and ministry uh, just a couple years ago. And, and now he's our YSC speaker. And it's such a blessing to see someone that I knew 10 years ago who was following Christ then and now 10 years later, he's still following Christ just as fervently and even more so. And I'm praying the same for our youth, that some of the brothers and sisters that you see in fellowship, whether it be TFC or high school fellowship or college, that as you guys grow together, uh, hopefully in, in a few years or 10 years or however long it may be, that you may see each other being leaders in your college fellowships or in your churches or as serving as youth counselors or YC counselors or even as a pastor. And that's just a beautiful image of the church doing what it's supposed to be doing, building up leaders to, to bring people to Christ. And, and it's, a, it's also an image of God keeping us all connected in Christ. Lastly, my third thought is that I'm excited to hear what John has to teach us at YSC. Because we do live in an environment where everything seems to be right in front of us and we rarely think of the fact that there are spiritual forces at work and that we actually live in a spiritual world too. After all, if we are Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us and within us. And as our YSC theme states, we need to suit up against the darker spiritual forces around us. There are many influences, whether it be media, school, peers, societal pressures, that may all draw us away from living like Christ and for Christ. But God, He equips us with tools to battle those forces, and I hope you're ex just as excited as I am to hear how we should stand firm and suit up and live for Christ in this world. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Breadcrumbs, and we hope that you will tune in next month uh, for our next conversation.